0: Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty, and this is Talking Design 2018. In this episode, I'm talking to fashion collector Otto LaRosa, who is owner of .com. He's an interesting man, and I've been looking at what he's been doing for at least the last six years since he established his business, Dotcom. But, um, fascinating, fascinating man and collection. Uh, welcome to the program.
1: Oh, hello, Stephen.
0: Um, Otto... You've got in your archive your fashion archive, Japanese and Walter van Berendonk, um more than three and a half thousand items of clothing and accessories, yeah, that's a lot, yeah,
1: it is a lot <laughs> too much uh no, it's never too much. It keeps accumulating.
0: How did it start this uh, you know you you're very specific in what you collect
1: uh yeah, it is very specific um I got interested through. Walter Van Birendonk, uh and he, he drew me in with his i guess crazy out there colors and and designs and then I got more interested in in the Japanese uh Komdegas on Yamamoto, Isemiaki uh through that but that's more of a a refined taste so it took time to kind of get drawn in
0: so you started dot com uh, you started collecting 10 years ago, seriously. Yeah. Um, and then for the last six years, you've had the stores and you're now based in Curtain House, level three and level four in the city in Swanson Street. Does it just keep growing? Do you keep culling? You, you sell some pieces, you hold on to others. What, what makes one thing, um, you know, ready for sale and another will never?
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, on level three, we've got more of the the ready to wear items that are easily accessible and things you can wear every day. On level four, we've got more of the kind of the special um, harder to find pieces with a little more avant-garde of a design. And then the pieces for my own collection are pieces which I feel strongly represent that brand. And specifically of that collection.
0: In a particular point in time. In
1: a particular point in time, that's right, yeah.
0: So, for instance, you were showing me the other day this quite wild rose patterned kind of A line jacket. Yeah. From Reiku Akuba. Mm hmm. From the. Which collection? That was, was
1: 2012 winter.
0: How did you get it and and is it something that you kind of see it in a magazine and then you think I'm going to hunt it down or is it just something that comes across your uh,
1: radar well I bought um a few pieces when it was new in the store, but then that piece I got privately from a a collector that that contacted me um but I find them all over the place, yeah but, online but with the special pieces yeah uh usually people who do contact me with something to sell
0: okay mm. what do you i mean it's not just what it looks like obviously it represented a point of fashion point of fashion in a certain point of time what is it about a piece that attracts you is it that it's just a one-off or only a very select number were made or that it was just very adventurous for the time and no one particularly wanted it i mean a lot of the pieces in your new store uh really are pretty out there yeah so you know w- w- you know what what makes something really worth hunting down for on an another just oh, well if it comes my way I'll take it
1: yeah well as a collector I'm looking to make uh full looks so I want looks that represent that collection and so, if I've got, if I've already got a couple of really strong looks, I might sell another strong piece from that collection. Uh, and so that's how it might end up on on level four. But yeah, that that's that's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. Hmm. Um, and you travel overseas to Japan, yeah, Europe,
1: to, yeah, a couple of trips to Japan. I won't,
0: I won't ask you your sources where <laughs> you find all these things, but um, you obviously know them. Um yeah very you know finally you know exactly where to go um do you think there's been a resurgence in vintage fashion from designers that you're collecting or is it Definitely. a specific market
1: yeah there there has been um a resurgence more people are becoming interested all the time especially the younger generation uh it's becoming a real thing to to be a, a collector even um and people are taking an interest which is is nice to see
0: we might go back a bit. Um, your your auntie imported, or well, your auntie was a um, had a fashion um, boutique in Italy. Your father had a store in Fitzroy that was children's clothing. Yeah. So obviously you were surrounded by clothing as a child, and then you. I remember you said to me, you started collecting stamps, cards, um, yeah, coins, coins. Yeah. So you had that collector brain.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was uh, born a collector, um, and I guess I jumped from one thing to another, and I landed on clothing. But who knows, you know? I... Do you,
0: I mean, Walter, you, you've you really stuck to the, the predominant Japanese designer, Yoji, yeah. Izzy, uh, Com. Com. So what is it, do you think, that those three share that really attracts you?
1: Yeah because
0: um, they're quite different from Walter Walter's really out there with yeah. colour and and you know it's very theatrical mm-hmm. in many instances but the others are quite reserved in their own yeah. way uh,
1: yeah that's right um, I guess there's different things that that uh, draw me to those specific designers so with Com, uh I just I like it's just a totally original Approach, um, and it's a language that is constant, but it's changing. You can see that the way that it it moves throughout the the years, and it's the same language, but it's it's a new form. She's always trying to create something new. Uh,
0: does um, Otto does Ray Kawakuba, Does she know of your collection?
1: Um, yeah, she knows that that i collect yeah
0: so does she kind of tip you off when things are no
1: no i don't have any contact with her
0: but she knows you're a collector yeah the um so you've got you know over three and a half thousand pieces some are in spread across the two stores some are in storage Mm -hmm. um is it difficult to let go of a piece do you find even if you've got two of you feel like oh i'm not going to get it Mm -hmm. back again Yeah, yeah,
1: it's difficult, but it's also part of the process. I have to let some things go in order to get more.
0: The other thing you've just done, which is really exciting, um, is your new store, which was designed by Sibling Nation Architects. Really quite breathtaking, beautifully done. I think everyone who is interested in um, Japanese fashion, as well as Walter and other treasures... Should really go to level um, four of Curtain House mm-hmm. and see the new store. It's really quite breathtaking. Very simple. Mm-hmm. You walk off with quite a grungy core. <laughs> it's quite grungy because beer yeah. beer barrels come up the yeah. uh, the elevator, and then you walk into this very pure, pristine space that's like a gallery. So that was obviously the idea.
1: That was yeah. That was kind of the brief, um, and that I gave them freedom but i said yeah a gallery like space
0: so for those who aren't going to get off their couches and Mm -hmm. look at the store it's um very simply done white uh white polished um, kind of lacquered floors timber floors uh white ceiling concrete ceiling and then these uh, chunky pillars that surround the space yeah that are made of uh, track, truck truck Yeah, Yes, wrapped in in a truck tarpaulin. Wrapped in truck. So quite a, a simple mm. um fit out, but yet very joyous and very much a surprise when you walk into this store.
1: And there's a lot of light.
0: A lot of light and Memphis furniture, but mm. you've done, but Amelia and Jane, who are two of the directors from Sibling Nation, very much have curated key pieces from the Memphis period to kind of celebrate this space. So it actually kind of goes back to the 80s, but then goes forward. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Um, have you found you've got enough storage in that store or you'll need to get another level to c- cater for your collection?
1: Um, oh, I've got enough storage for now, yeah. But it's always growing, so... You don't know is where you'll end up. No, that's right. You don't know You might know where... take over the entire
0: building. Oh, hey,
1: I, I, I wouldn't be a post. <laughs>
0: the other thing that's interesting with your collection, you're very much a collector of the information that goes with each collection. Yeah. Magazines, Magazines, uh, anything you can find, anything that's documented with a certain piece of clothing you have in your files. How important is that for you?
1: Yeah, that's very important and... If anything, that's kind of uh, how I started and how I really got interested is by doing the the research in the first place and finding out all about the collections. The stories behind it. The stories behind it. And so when I went to find things, I knew exactly when they were from. And so I knew what I was looking at and I knew what I was looking for. So that helped a lot in collecting.
0: So it is, in a sense, like provenance. When you buy a certain piece from the archive, you actually can get information related to that piece of clothing
1: yeah the
0: other thing i was going to ask you otto how i mean you, you've got a very specific eye when you're looking how often do you come across fakes things that are uh meant to be a certain thing and they're not do you come across that was it something that no you...
1: luckily um it's not heavily faked i think because there's not a huge amount of of interest in it where you will find the fakes is in the mainstream. pieces. Yeah, mainstream and things with logos on them because they've, they've got a high price point and uh, I guess there's there's a lot of people interested in them. But with the more avant-garde pieces, there's there's not a huge amount of people interested them, in them so they won't bother faking.
0: If you could only take one piece of clothing with you, and mm. that could happen one <laughs> day when you're old and you're shuffling around in your dressing gown and slippers, um, what would be the piece that would probably mean the most to you in the collection that you have?
1: Uh-huh.
0: I mean, you've got thousands, but what comes to mind that you really would be, you know, you'd be very, you'd be devastated to part with?
1: Mm. Is there a piece? There's many. Uh... uh. I couldn't pick just one, but, yeah, I guess the recent runway pieces mean a lot to me.
0: Which ones are they in particular?
1: Um, So I've got a a giant blue, it's from the Blue Witches collection, and it's... From who? From uh, Comme des Garcons. Mm. Blue velvet, uh, and it's got these kind of tube-like arms with layers and layers of tulle under it. And uh, then it's, yeah, it's got like three of those tubes coming off it. Two of them are, are sleeves, so you can put your arms in, the, but they go down to the floor.
0: So it's almost a piece of sculpture. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a piece of art,
0: yeah. And where on earth did you find that?
1: Oh, I that's one of the pieces I bought directly from the company. You have to order them in advance. They don't sell them in the stores.
0: Oh, I want to ask you the price of that. Should mm. you want to be buying it, what would you be looking at for something like that?
1: Um, the runway pieces range from like ten to twenty five thousand.
0: Ten to twenty five thousand. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, pretty amazing. Mm. Pretty. And who's who do you find your main? Who are the main people who are looking at uh, at these pieces now? Is it fashion students? Is it
1: in in the professionals, yeah. yeah, who's coming in? Yeah, it's a it's a real kind of cross section. Uh, but a lot of a lot of students, especially in level three, and then uh, a lot of people in the arts, uh, definitely architects, designers, architects designers, Yeah, um, and I've noticed more coming up on, on level four now that we maybe weren't getting before. On, in the previous store.
0: Do you, when you're collecting Otto, do you kind of, is is it constantly? Is there a certain piece in your mind that you're hunting for? Like, what are you looking for now?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, not that
0: you've. Yeah.
1: What is it that you're? I guess the the number one thing I'm looking for is, some more uh, pieces with the lumped padding from. 1997 spring-summer. The Bump Collection. The Bump Collection, yeah. Which
0: really, for those who don't know about the Bump Collection, it literally transformed a woman's posture. Mm. So she looked pregnant Mm. on one side and had a a, a large behind. Um, And quite an interesting concept because, you know, generally fashion is about making you look slim and seductive. Yeah. And it wasn't a collection that was taken well by the media. No, not at all. I think they loathed it from memory.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I've noticed in in, uh, in magazines that I've got, nearly all the magazines, they didn't include that collection, when always they would include Comme de Garcons in every other issue. No. They just crossed it. The they crossed light. it out, yeah. <laughs>
0: and now it's one of the most coveted collections. Yeah. And it's the one
1: she's most proud of.
0: See, it's interesting. It's very much like art. Yeah. Well, it is art. It's an art form, and she's one of our great, you know, fashion icons of of the 20th century and 21st century. Um, That, you know, things that are are very unusual for the day become, you know, whether it's art or fashion, become the most celebrated. Mm. So do you have many pieces from the Bump collection?
1: Um, Yeah, I've got a few pieces with the Bumps in them. Um, The nicest one is a a navy jacket. Uh, And then I've got quite a few of the kind of... the bulbous, uh, kind of round, colourful pieces. I don't know what you would call them, really. Yeah. Um, It's just more sculpture.
0: I imagine those bump collection pieces are quite difficult to store. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't just slip them into the racks...
1: No, uh, that's right. They really need to be placed on a pedestal and mm, walk around
0: them. Yeah, padded. (laughs) Which was another reason that you created the space that you did, because you said to me you wanted to create this almost environment where people can come visit almost a bit like a gallery space. Yeah, that was definitely... The brief.
1: Yeah. Um, And we'll get some, some mannequins in soon... So we can have some mini exhibitions, and I can show off some of those more special pieces that I've got hiding in storage.
0: What I mean, everyone has a a plan. Well, I always do. Most people mm-hmm. do. What would you do with three and a half pieces? I mean, are you, would you donate them eventually to a gallery or a museum, or what would you do with that many pieces, Otto?
1: Yeah, um, I mean
0: you're still young, so mm-hmm. you can still enjoy. Oh yeah.
1: It for now yeah i'll enjoy it but maybe uh, i'll probably donate them to a gallery yeah i
0: imagine there's a lot of um uh curators in museums and galleries in fashion who are dying to get their hands on Mm, your (laughs) um what gives you the most pleasure with the collecting and collecting in particular these labels what dry, what gives you the adrenaline rush?
1: Oh yeah, it's the, the the thrill of of the hunt of the hunt. Yeah, of finding oh. new pieces uh, that are missing.
0: And what what what's the greatest length you've ever gone to to find to secure a piece? Like how desperate have you got?
1: Oh well, yeah. if
0: someone shows you an image and they say I've got this, yeah. how how, pre- how far are you prepared to go?
1: Um, Well, yeah, I've I've definitely I've gotten on a plane and and gone and and got pieces. I've done that literally. Yeah, <laughs> Flown to Europe or Asia. Yeah, because I've contacted them and they said no, I won't ship it, but you can come get it. So, I'll do that. And there you are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How wonderful! Look, it's I think it's a fascinating collection. I, it's for men and women. Um, some wonderful things in there, and some of them are like the bump mm-hmm. dress clothing that is very specific it is like almost a piece of sculpture but then you've got leather jackets from the mm. 80s yeah. that are very wearable today that are very wearable
1: yeah uh, yeah i've tried to to mix in definitely some some nice wearable pieces as well
0: do you collect any emerging designers is there anyone on your radar overseas uh that you're looking at at the moment
1: i i wouldn't say i collect them but I really admire Craig Green, uh, as an emerging designer. I think I
0: think you can see his work at Harold's though. Yeah.
1: Have. They do, yeah. I think he's got a really interesting point of view. And it's not just a one trick pony, which I feel some of the other designers they come out with a really nice collection but then they struggle to follow it up. I feel like he's he's really coming up with something interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well look, um, all the best with the collection. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful uh, experience for those who really want to see the best in fashion from the more recent past. Um, you can contact um, Otto through his website or just by dropping into com <laughs> uh, in Curtain House in Swanson Street. So, look, thanks so much for coming, Otto. Oh,
1: thank you so much, Stephen. This
0: has been Talking Design. 2018, recorded at RMIT University in Melbourne.